Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. have a game in sight. Um, in, in, in McNeese State, we have a, a really good opponent um, that traditionally has had a really good football program. Um, they're coming coming off a coaching change. Um, so there's uncertainty as far as what, we, what we're going to see on Saturday. Um, these first games typically go one of two ways where you think you kind of know a team inside or out or a situation like this where you're doing a lot of guesswork based on you know, where coaches have come from. Um, the schemes that they've ran in the past. So, for us, we have to uh, we have to be fundamentally sound. Um, you know, we have several guys that we're playing for the first time, and um, we got to keep things as simple as possible um, so we can play as fast as possible. And that's that's the message right now. We you know we're four days uh, into McNeese prep right now with with four days um, you know in front of us yet, but I really feel good about our progress at this point, and you know I think our guys are. Are certainly excited, and, and you know uh, I think as coaches we're all excited to see what uh, what this team looks like for the, for the first time on a game day. So with that, I'll open it up. Third day, extra excitement this year compared to the last opening at home with Gold Rush. Uh, you know I don't I don't know. I think each year's its own year. Um, you know to find out kind of what we're made of in front of home fans this year uh, as opposed to going on the road. I, I think there is excitement with it. Um, you know, I know for a lot of us that have been through a gold rush, whether it's coaches or players, there, there's not that, that same anticipation of what this is going to look like. Um, but uh, nonetheless, it's great to start at home um, in front of our home fans and, um, you know, feel that energy and, and obviously let that, that, that crowd lift us throughout the game. Um, and uh, any, anything from the last week of fall camp that stood out? How did you just feel like those, those last few days went? Well, we shifted into McNeese prep um, and got after it pretty good. We were we were full pads on, on both Friday and Saturday, um, so it felt like we shifted into that well. Um, you know, that's when you, you're splitting and, and you have your dedicated scout teams, and um, you're really looking almost entirely at McNeese. So we did a few things uh, good on good, um, but for the, by and large, it was the scout team work, and I, I felt like. You know, both our scout team guys um, handled that well and gave good effort, and I thought our, our guys were pretty locked in as far as um, shifting gears. You mentioned it earlier, but what kind of stands out about McNeese to you? Well, that's the hard part. You know, I, I think I think you got to look at a couple things. Um, you got to look at the history of their program for sure. Um, they've they've been a program that that I've never faced, but very familiar with as far as. Um, Knowing that they've they've had a lot of success over the years, and you know, um, at the same time, you look at the coaching staff and the the success that um, that they had at Valdosta, and it's you know it's a lot of Valdosta uh, that moved along with with him as as the staff, and you know I, I think in this day and age, um, you know, with the, the transfer game being the way it is. Um, you can add a lot of pieces in a hurry and change the makeup of your team. So I think we're, 
we're going into it um, with some flexibility, I guess, the way we view them. Um, you know, I, it's not a team where you could look at just their tape from last year and say this is exactly what they're going to be. You can't just look at Valdosta's film necessarily and say this is exactly what they're going to be. It's got to be a blend of, of schemes from some different places and also the the talent that they do return. So um, I, I think we're just just preaching to our guys. Uh, we got to be concerned about us first and foremost about playing our best, and we got to be a, able to make some adjustments both as players and coaches within the co course of the game because. There's no way in the, the, a game one like this that you can present everything in practice. I mean, it's just not possible. So, um, you know, typically, and I've been coaching for, for quite a while now, and it seems like it's 50-50, you know, 50% you kind of know what you're going to get, and 50% of the time you have these openers where um, who knows, and we're kind of on the other side of that. Bouncing off of that, has it been harder to game prep just because you don't really have a blueprint of what – this team is going to present with an entirely new coaching staff and then more than half the roster all being new to the program? I think it's more challenging than the other way. Um, and I, that's where I think, you know, experience just tells you, hey, let's, let's, let's maybe keep things more simple. Let's, let's be prepared to adjust. Let's certainly prepare our guys with some, some thoughts, you know, um, whether that's taken from, from Valdosta or wherever, I guess. But... Um, yeah, it's it's more challenging, um, you know. But then sometimes your guys maybe do play a little freer at the same time because when you do focus typically on your own side of things, I, I think that's that can be a freer feeling sometimes. I guess with what you do know, what are you kind of expecting on offense? I know there's been a little bit of a quarterback battle. Are you expecting more of a run game, pass game? Well, I, I you know they were explosive at at Valdosta, and you know they they were able to put points on the board and. and and throw the ball plenty, but also have a very effective running game. So I, I think I think there's a balance there. Obviously, the the quarterback battle playing out, and, and you know each quarterback for every team is is a little bit different. So you know I think once once we get a feel for uh, their first quarterback, I think that can dictate some things. Um, you know as series kind of uh, pile on one another, but. Yeah, I think it's pretty open-minded right now. But I, I know they were explosive at Valdosta, and I know that I, I'm certain that's what they aim to be um, in this move to McNeese. Any players in particular that stand out on film? Well, I think that's that's it is harder to judge right now. Um, you know, I, I think I think we gotta have an, a fair assumption that they're they're going to be athletic. And you know, um, new names as far as what you read and hear about are are coming to the forefront, you know, not necessarily names that were, were with McNeese before. So I don't, if it's a single anybody out right now, I think would be would be a mistake. But uh, again, have that open-mindedness to, to, we're gonna have to see how it unfolds, those those first couple series in particular, to then maybe dial in on some particular players. You know, way different than you see an opponent maybe mid-season mid for sure. What went into the decision of putting Danny at Mike over Cal? Well, I think it was a it was a combination of, of Danny's effectiveness um, in spring ball um, and, and Cal not having spring ball and you know realizing he had a real good season at Will last year and you know that combination with Nolan Asselson really being able to play both spots kind of in some ways gets us back to where we were at the beginning of, of last year with. Um, 
Danny and Cal both dedicated to each spot, and Nolan playing playing both as, both as opposed to flipping um, Danny and, and Cal. I guess you know Danny's the one that probably is the true Mike, where I think that the other two could probably play both spots. Um, so familiarity a little bit. Danny's uh, ascension, you know, spring and, and fall camp, and you know, uh, coupled with with Nolan being back and Nolan providing that versatility. So I I think in a lot of ways we see it as kind of three starters for those two positions, um, and having one guy be the, the the flex guy as opposed to two of them is a better way to go about it. What about uh, Marcus going to the right tackle and Cole same being you know right guard? What went into that decision? Well, I, I think we went into fall camp saying, it, you know, we have p- position flexibility. I've spoke to that before. We want to get um, our top five guys on the field, at least the way we see it right now. And I think it became apparent that, that Cole and, and Marcus were in that that five-man five uh, designation. Um, and, and Cole's position flexibility is center and guard, and, and Marcus is his guard and tackle. So, you know, putting that all together to have those guys at guard and tackle respectively is um, is how that came about. It doesn't mean that at any one point as we go down the season that Cole couldn't play center or Marcus couldn't play guard. But right now, this is where we we see it fitting best. In in in, an, in game one, in particular for a guy like Marcus that hasn't um, seen any game action, I, I think. It would be a mistake to think we can bounce him back and forth between positions. So it doesn't mean just those five guys are going to play, but that's how, um, at least if, if we were going to play the game today, we would start. And I, I trust that will look the same on Saturday. And then Taco at punt return, what kind of uh, made him kind of ascend to that play? Uh, real, real steady hand um, all, through, uh, all through fall camp. And he's, he's caught the ball well. He's made good decisions. And, you know, I think he's got the ability to, to, to get into the open field. So, um, you know, I feel really confident about a true freshman going back there and, and being our punt returner and, 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 and continuing to build uh, throughout the season. And, you know, we have to – I think we went in, the, went in the fall saying in the return game, um, you know, schematically can only do so much. Um, we have to get better at the return positions, and I think that's reflected in, you know, two new guys um, being at the top of those lists. And the other guy, Marquis, what, what kind of made him stand out? Well, I same, you know, I, I think it's kick and punt return are different. It's a different skill set, um, but he was clearly, I think, the guy that we felt like um, would give us the best chance to, to make a play. You know, uh, he can really roll once he, once he gets going, and, you know, kickoff return is a – um, is it really a downhill? Um, you got to need a guy with speed that's that's willing to hit it, and he's showing that. Um, you know, and the difference is, is I think punt return. There's there's a lot more opportunities to to make decisions, to make plays in this day and age. You know, kickoff return. Those those opportunities are few and far between. So when we do get an opportunity to have someone um, as dynamic as Marquis is, is exciting. So. You know, we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, this Saturday, I, I think both uh, Willie backing up Taco and Lane backing up uh, uh, Marquis, I think, are both capable guys and, and, and showed flashes. Um, have shown flashes in the past. So, but I, you know, excited about what those those guys bring to the return game, and, and we hope for the results that we're lo- we're looking for. I'm curious if you could speak to I know the captains were named recently. I was curious if you could speak to those guys being selected. 
Yeah, you know, you go in, um, players vote, and, and I think for what I've been around to do it in fall camp, um, you know, when when everybody on the, the team, I think, has kind of seen that, uh, at least on uh, the full, full, full camp, most of our freshmen were here for a, a chunk of the summer. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. We got other guys designated the captains, but that doesn't mean that Ty, Ty and Cal were both leaders and, and vocal leaders at times. So I think all four um, are very deserving, and I feel really good about that group of four. We have a group of 14 that's, that is that is our bigger leadership group, our Cats Council, that will continue to um, you know, lead us in many ways as well, and these four guys are all part of that. And you know, they'll be the guys that uh, I, I suppose take a, a greater responsibility. But, you know, as we lost a lot of, I think, really quality leaders last year, I think going back to January, I felt good about the leadership potential of this group. And to this point, they've they've shown that. Going back to McKee State really quick, I'm not sure how much insight he can give you because it's an entirely new coach and staff players. But has Willie Mack kind of said anything about what he knows, even though he spent one season there? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing he knows is, returning players and you know what type of ability they have um i think the scheme things um you know you're you're matching that player ability to to new schemes um so really no real insight on schemes you know at all but i I, yeah he definitely he knows i think knows what what capabilities the players have um whether that's offense defense special teams and that's certainly not all their players at the same time, but but it's, it's certainly been uh, an asset. And then just looking at the depth chart, I know uh, Lane Summers, number two at tailback. What kind of went into that decision? I know he's been somebody you've talked about, um, but him rather than Elijah, number two. Well, I, I think it's a body of work. Again, I you know how that would have ultimately played out last fall. You know, we don't know. Lane went down that first game, so he, they were pretty pretty tight last fall. Um, and what Lane's been able to put together is a, is a healthy spring and a, and a healthy fall. And, um, you know, I think Lane's really a, a really steady guy that's continued to, to get better and better. And it's more, I think, about Lane, Lane's progress than anything Elijah's done. Um, and I'd anticipate, I mean, we listed two there, but Elijah and Jared White are going to get some, some play at, at tailback. So like we've talked about all along, this is more than likely a, you know, a four-headed attack, um, volume and all that, um, you know, we'll have to see it. You know, I think uh, they all have to prove themselves, you know, and that starts with with Kagan. And, and, you know, um, situationally, I think all four guys aren't aren't limited. I think they can be on the field on on all downs, but we're only going to put one of them out there at a time. So that's kind of how we started. And like like I said, uh, Lane, being the backup right now is is a credit to him being healthy and the progress he's continued to make. Coach, I actually had a good question for Ty. Um, said, you know, because Montana State's 0-1 against McNeese State back in, you know, 0-2, and he's like, oh, they were aware, and we've talked about it. Do you, did you bring 
They must have seen it somewhere. That's another world away. I, I think what we got to be. I think what we've talked about is is where they come from. Their league. Um, they've been a good program. I mean, and you know, while while they've been maybe a little off through the last few years, um, they have the capabilities. Football is important at McNeese State, and, and you know, their ability to to get right back up near the top isn't super complicated in, in this day and age so I think what we've talked mostly about is don't get caught up into maybe what they've been record wise um, in recent years let's, let's think about what they're capable of and, and you know um, you look at a coaching staff that comes off of the success that they had at Valdosta um, and there's new energy there new ideas um, you know you you don't completely wipe the slate clean um, with a with a coaching change, but you, it's just it's it's new energy, new life that um, I know we're going to have to contend with, and that's what we've talked about more than our one game against them, I guess. Are there any uh, absences for this game that you didn't mention last week? Uh, no, I, we we talked about um, well. Let's see where we're at. I guess. The changes that have occurred most recently would be um, Devin Davis and Jahari Martin. Um, um, Devin had uh, season-ending surgery. I'm trying to think if we talked about that or not. We probably didn't because um, we talked last Monday. And then Jahari, um, Jahari will be back, but Jahari will be out right now. Um, he went uh, he went down. They both went down um, that previous Saturday. So as of Monday, we were still kind of waiting on on information, so. You know, he was having uh, he's he's having some shoulder issues, and and it was continued to it continually got aggravated. Um, so so similar to you know Ty Okada, Callahan O'Reilly, some of the things that they dealt with. Um, this was a lo- much longer haul for him, and um, you know he's a he's a young guy that was really making progress. But he's a young guy that has a bunch of time left at, at the same time here, so it was better to get um, to get him fixed up, and um, he would still have potentially four years to, to compete. And, and you have a lot of depth at that position, so I guess there's silver lining. Don't you have James? And, and yeah, I, I think I think to yeah, I, you know Devin was going to figure in um, amongst the five guys, and now we have now we have four, and you know. Um, it's one less guy and, and you know that there's a trickle down with um with defensive play but then also special teams and um it's it's I feel bad for him but you know at the same time um he's got a he's got a, the right outlook on it um and like like I said I mean he's got a bright future and he's come so far in the last you know 8 months um that you know we feel real good about um where he'll be on the other side of this Coulter, do you have anything? Yeah, hello, Coach. Uh, I just have uh, four for you here. Um, so, first of all, you mentioned sort of the position, the offensive versatility on the offensive line. Um, but I want to know just about what it's like for them to get a, their first real test, because I know they've been getting tested by your very talented defensive front, but what's the biggest difference uh, when you get into a real game and, you know, when, when teams are doing stuff maybe you didn't expect? How do you hope that those guys respond? How do you hope that uh, they're tested on Saturday? Well, I think uh, you, you kind of alluded to it in there. I mean, it's they're going to get tested. They're going to be um, 
presented with some some things that we haven't exactly prepared for, so they can't panic. You know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. You're an experienced guy. Um, rarely lets panic enter his mind. I think uh, a new guy can, and we really got to fight against that. You know, I think they got to know that they're not going to be perfect. Um, we want them to play fast, and sometimes you play fast. Um, one play doesn't work, and then you got to move on to the next one. And that's that's probably the biggest thing with that whole crew now playing together for the first time. Um, you know, Justice has played the games he's played, but that's that's one year. Rush played what he played. Um, Cole's played some. Um, JT played a season of JC ball last year. Uh, Marcus hasn't played. So, you know, they're all coming at it from a little bit different angle. But, um, you know, we're going to throw Jacob Kettles out there at times, Titan Fleischman. Um, you know, I think all those guys just have to realize, hey, this, you know, let it, let it slow down, take a deep breath, one play to the next. Um, stay within the context of what you've been taught. Don't try to do too much. So um, easier said than done, though. And, and I, I think our preparation through – um, fall camp and now is this 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 next couple of days hopefully puts them in a piece of at a, you know where they have a peace of mind that you know they can go out there and play confidently and, and play as fast as possible part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future have you asked yourself lately what is your plan forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on nick Tabor at westpac wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs give nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you Yeah, no question. I, I think, um, you know, you, you're going to have guys maybe three falls at the most if they, they happen to redshirt. Um, sometimes you're going to have them for a fall. Typically you hope to have them for two. I mean, so your turnover, um, you know, the numbers you're dealing with, um, development is, is seen probably in a different light. Uh, obviously you're trying to develop them for the next, next step. So I, I do think there's a lot of aspects to coaching at that level from that, that long-term mindset that are way different. But it's, you're still coaching football. You're still coaching the schemes you believe in and, and trying to get guys to perform to their best. So I think that part is the same. But your, you know, your, your short-term versus your long-term view is, is quite a bit different. And you mentioned just how football does matter at McNeese State. I mean, you look at it and you look at the history of the program, I mean, They've won 14 conference championships. They've played for the one AA title a couple times. I know that's 20-plus years in the past, but it's a proud school, proud football tradition. So, I mean, can that influence now, the here and now, uh, as you prepare for an opponent? Well, I, that's, that, you know, what I would say to that, tradition doesn't just go away. And um, if you've had it over time at your, your institution, um, to light that fire, it, it doesn't necessarily – 
take years. I mean, it, it just takes, you know, gaining a little momentum. Um, and obviously they made the hire they did because of the success that he had had at Valdosta. And, you know, there's an expectation that this staff has to to win like they've been winning. And, and, and you know, you, you couple those two things together with a, a, a institution in a community that rallies around their team. You have a coaching staff that ex- expects to win. Um, you can catch fire pretty quickly. So that's that's where, you know, we're talking to our guys again about, you know, we got to live in the moment of where this team is right now. Don't look at maybe where they've been the last couple couple years or whatever record-wise. Um, you know, expect their best. Expect them to be energized. Um, expect them to, you know, be playing a, a different brand of football than maybe what we're looking at Um from a film perspective from, from the, this most recent season. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I see them as a, a program that can, can catch fire. And Coach Wilson didn't get fired. He, he left to go back to LSU. So this isn't a situation where um, they, were, they, were, they were building under Coach Wilson. It wasn't like um, they weren't going anywhere. And I know Coach Garza, Willie Mack, was, was, was part of that. So... You know, there's there's some factors that, that tell me um, from from experiences. You know, expect a, a different looking outfit, but this this thing was going in in the right direction uh, from our vantage point. And just two more things for me. One, have, do you have any experience with McNeese State? But if not, the Southland Conference seems like it has a sort of a uh, consistent identity as a league. So I know you do have some crossover with Southland teams, particularly Sam Houston when you played them back in the National Championship games at North Dakota State and also last year as well. So what do you just think of that league in general? Yeah, I, I've personally never faced them, but uh, between Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Northwestern State, Nichols State, uh, I think those would be the four that, that I do have some experience with. And, um, you know, always uh, very athletic uh, athletic teams that, that play football. You know, the, the bulk of their team, um, those teams – you know, they're coming from places where where football really matters, you know, uh, Louisiana, Texas, um, and, and just the South in general, you know, so you're getting high school kids that um, that have a good foundation in, in a lot of cases, and, and you know, athleticism has certainly been a, um, at a premium on the teams that, that we've faced in the past, um, so that's you know, that's kind of that, that I would tag, you know, McNeese right there. And, and that's where, you know, you're not maybe playing McNeese in the past, but uh, you're, you're seeing them on film, you know, against any one of those, those four opponents. Um, so I've always had, a, you know, a great deal of respect for that league and, and for a program like McNeese, um, even though I've never uh, went head-to-head against them. And last thing, I just want to ask you about your quarterback one more time. I know Tommy has put in a ton of work. Uh, but how do you hope he sort of channels that work? Because it is sort of this nine months of preparation and improvement since the last time he took the field with an injury in between. So uh, what confidence level do you have in him as he retakes the field? And, and uh, what sort of work have you seen behind the scenes that gives you that confidence? Well, we have a lot of confidence in him. Um, physically, he's continued to develop. You know, I think his his running um, ability you know, is every bit now what it was before the injury. He's worked really hard to get get back, and that's you know that's something I know he can um, he can go to when he needs to. I suppose we can go to it as well. 
Um, as a passer, he's continued to develop. Um, and I think the, the biggest thing going back, say, to like December, January to now, you know, I think his understanding of, of what we're trying to do, while it's still a work in progress, is so, so much further along. Um, you know, Tommy's really smart. And, you know, intelligence um, in some cases can hold you back because you know too much. Your experience, you, know, you want your experience to kind of catch up with your intelligence. So I think, you know, I'll, you know while he is a, as a brilliant thinker, um, as a quarterback, there's that um, – there's that mode where you just got to play too. So I think that's that's probably striking that balance is really the, the thing that we're, we're looking for, not trying to do a million things with them, trying to keep it, again, as simple as for him as we can so that he can play as fast as possible. And that's both in the, the run game, the pass game, but then also being able to, to make decisions at the line of scrimmage that puts our offense in the best play. So we've taken everything a little further, um, but he needs that experience. Those, you know, he needs all these experiences to kind of catch up with how dang smart he is. And that's, um, you know, I think that'll be a continued work in progress, um, you know, especially through the first half of the season. But, you know, really happy with, with where he's at, leadership, competitiveness. Um, you know, uh, we couldn't ask for much more in a young man. Good, Colter? There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC.